0: Exceptional field service delivery creates, magnifies, and sustains exceptional customer experiences and brand loyalty. Welcome to the Super FM podcast, Field Service Your Way, with me, Michael Israel. I'll lead conversations about critical issues in today's field service ecosystem with knowledgeable and experienced service management professionals. Now, let's learn something.
1: Hello, and welcome to Zuper FM Field Service Your Way with your host, Michael Israel. Michael, how are you today? I'm doing very, very well. How are you, Eric? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I know you've got another great guest on the show today. Who'd you bring on?
0: We have Whale Muhammad from Field Nation. I'm very, very excited to have Whale on the uh, on the podcast today. We had uh, Manuel, the founder of Field Nation, uh, several days ago on, a, on an initial podcast. So this will be a great... Um, follow up to that podcast as well.
1: Wonderful. So give us an overview of what you're talking about today.
0: Well, we're going to be talking about a number of things, most notably how important Field Nation is to the field service ecosystem at large and how the work that they perform helps companies scale back when needed, helps Mm. companies scale up when needed. And also uh, we're going to talk about all the data that Field Nation collects through its operations and how valuable that is not only to them uh, and to the field service community at large, but also to their customers specifically.
1: Fantastic. Take it away. Thank you so much.
2: Well, how are you? I'm doing well, Michael. Thank you so much for uh, hosting me. Thank you, Eric, as well.
0: Yeah, you're, you're most welcome. It's our pleasure to have you on. So uh, I want you to just take a minute, if you would, please, and introduce yourself to our audience and just tell us a
2: little bit about your background and what your role is at Field Nation. My pleasure. Um, my name is Wille Mohammed. I've been with Feed Nation for about uh, almost six years. Um, I worked with, with Feed Nation for the first uh, um, four and a half years or so as their EVP of product. Um, my job was to really envision the, the next uh, the next big thing for product in terms of uh, the longer term vision, the strategy for the product itself, where the product is going. Uh, help our customers really achieve their objectives from our product and and uh, take our product to the next level from an ecosystem standpoint as well uh, but then I move to another role I'm also very excited about which is evVP strategy our company is growing explosively and 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 my and and our board are looking for establishing a strategy function that looks into the next opportunities of growth and and, and the longer term growth uh, for the company so my role now is to really, envision the pipeline of growth opportunities for the company in the next three to five years and uh, work with the rest of the leadership team and the rest of the, uh, of the teams on, um, in the company to, to bring these opportunities to reality so that the company and its community of, um, of customers and, and providers can grow together. Well, that sounds
0: exciting and uh, congratulations. It sounds to me like that was a pretty significant uh, promotion
2: for you, perhaps. Uh, awesome to look at it this way. Thank you. It's really something I'm super <laughs> excited about. Um, and yeah. I, I really love it because the company potential is huge. So it puts me in a position where I get to uh, look into a lot of super exciting opportunities that we can work on. Yeah, that's
0: great. And we certainly recognize Field Nation as, uh, as an important contributor to the field service ecosystem as well. As, as you no doubt know, Zuper is a partner of Field nation and we are integrated with the field nation solution also yeah, so, having
2: that partnership.
0: yeah that's great thank you very much so having uh, talked about that for a bit uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about field what is field nation who is the field nation community who are your customers and uh, tell us a little bit about some of your clients and customers and how they use the field nation
2: marketplace. I'm very glad you asked. Um, We are a field services talent platform uh, that helps Mm -hmm. all the field services company connect uh, with technicians uh, that do short-term technology service jobs. Um, The way we serve the field services market is by enabling uh, the the service uh, companies that are interested in connecting with talent for any kind of short-term jobs that might not require hiring a full-time technician, can easily very quickly uh, connect to uh, a technician, assign them work uh, to do um, on our platform. We handle all this digitally from end to end. Um, Customers simply log into our platform, post work orders, uh, the jobs we call work orders. Um, Technicians at the other end request these work orders Uh, A bidding process happens until they settle on a certain price. And then once the technician is selected for the job, uh, the technician goes to the side, does the job, and then we handle the payment also on the platform. So it's an end-to-end field services platform that helps service buyers, if you will, or field service companies connect with service technicians uh, digitally to go do on-site jobs that are typically short-term These jobs are typically installations, deployments, um, refreshes, upgrades, um, any kind of a technology related uh, work or service work, Uh, service break, fix for a variety of technologies, including retail technologies such as point of sale, self-checkouts, including uh, corporate offices technologies such as desktop, laptops, digital signage. Um, including, you know, um, financial um, and bank banking industry technologies such as ATMs. So pretty much any kind of technology, also infrastructures technologies like cabling and networking, um, servers, hardware and software, any kind of technology. Uh, Feed Nation has uh, over over two hundred fifty thousand registered technicians on its network that can receive um, um, just in just in time posted work orders to go do these work orders across all this variety of different um, different, uh, different, technologies that I mentioned. Um, our technicians visit sites across so many verticals, from retail, to healthcare, to government locations, uh, to airports, to anywhere, basically to, to banking and, and financial um to to um to any any place really where there is a technology installed to be installed or that is already installed and requires some kind of a break fix some kind of a break fix Mm so we're laser sharp focused on the short-term technology services though and these are typically jobs that would take again any anywhere from half an hour to like three hours four hours depending on whether it's an installation or a break fix or or an upgrade, uh, depends on what kind of a service it is, but it is basically um, on site technology services. Yeah.
0: So you're kind of, uh, to, to oversimplify it, you're kind of like a middleman. So you take, uh, you connect people that have a need with people that can satisfy the need, uh, specifically from a technical service perspective, right?
2: Totally. Um, but the platform does yep. a lot more than that, as you know. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We we, we, we we have behind the scene a lot of algorithmic power that does this match between the the job poster, the, the, the company that posts the job and the job requester, and that match happens algorithmically, algorithmically behind the scene to make sure that the best match happens uh, so that the customer satisfaction um, happens eventually. Well, that's a really
0: good point. Maybe you could drill down into that a little bit about how the algorithms work, You know, not necessarily from a technical programming point of view, but how do they work from a business perspective to make sure that the right people are available and notified about opportunities that would fit their skills, so to speak.
2: Totally. From a business perspective, typically there is a short-term need um, um, at a certain site and Mm -hmm. um companies are interested in posting this need on field nation because it's either a need that does not require like uh, hiring a full-time technician for it it's something that is just in time um or because they're basically even doing their entire business on field nation because they they're relying heavily on variable labor and so Mm -hmm. um as they're posting that job um This job typically has high-level skills and location. These are the two most important aspects. There's a lot of detail behind that, but we can dig into it um, on a a different day. But but really, the Mm -hmm. skill and the location are the two biggest parameters that drive the match. So what kind of skill that you need uh, for the kind of technician that needs to visit a certain location to do a certain job. Um, uh, mm-hmm. On the on the technician side, it is also what skill is needed and in what proximity or what location and at what hourly rate. And at a high level, what the platform does is really bring a match between the best technician that has the exact skill match to the one that is requested by the service buyer. Uh, and it, in very, at very close proximity to the location so that we reduce the amount of tra- travel as much as possible. And at the hourly rate that satisfies both sides, and and that is what the platform does. So this match um, really is very powerful and brings the best uh, the best opportunity for the technician looking for it, and the best technician for the job um, for the for the for the company that is posting that work.
0: And is there some type of negotiation between between the potential technician and the company that has the need in terms of what they're going to pay? Or is that built into the system somehow? Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure.
2: Um, Yes, for sure there is. There are all aspects of different types of negotiations. So Mm -hmm. typically negotiations are being... Thought by people as they only relate to hourly rates or to to, to payments, but there are other aspects of negotiations um, as well that I, that I want to talk uh, about very Great. Uh, quickly Great. because that relates heavily to the variable labor. It might not be an aspect that relates to the fixed labor, but variable labor. There are multiple aspects of negotiations, and so the platform has the interface to allow the technician who typically carries actually a mobile a mobile application. So. Um, mm-hmm. Most most of the most of the interface between the technicians and uh, Field Nation is on mobile because they're they're typically mm-hmm. very much on the go. They see a job posted that is in very close proximity to where they're at, and so one of the aspects of the match that I alluded to earlier is that it pays a specific attention to the location. So it posts the work order to technicians that are in close proximity to the work order, typically within thirty miles. We can mm-hmm. um, we can increase that radius um, um, depending on the, the the job itself and how many how much coverage we have in in the radius of that of the proximity of the job. But typically, thirty miles of radius, and uh, the technician sees the job. They, they they see the rate, and then they have the ability through the mobile app to start negotiating the rate by saying that, for example, I'm looking forward to uh, do this job, but at ten percent increase. Uh, per hour we have we give the the technician the ability to negotiate the rates based on uh two bases first of all the base of the pay itself whether um, they want to stick to a fixed rate per hour um, some kind of a per device um, variable rate meaning that um, uh, they they want to do number of hours or number uh, number of hours for fixed rate and then moves to variable so there are different models if you will of pay and then there is the second aspect of negotiation, which is very important, which is the schedule negotiation. They also can say, well, if the mm-hmm. if, if this does not require a specific SLA, there are some schedules that are not negotiable because they require SLAs but, mm-hmm. uh, or service delivery agreements. But there are some schedules that are flexible and uh, we, we give the technician the, the right to be to, to say um, that I, I can very well do this, but I, I can do it. Um, two hours after its set time um, um on the on the on the work order uh so these um counter counter offers or or counter um uh, counter schedules if you will go back to, mm-hmm. the, to the service buyer and the service buyer can engage into an negotiation process in the work order itself that is posted with the technician asking until they settle it keeps going into into some kind of a some kind of a log if you will until they settle On a a price and once they settle on a price um, and uh, the service buyer is very satisfied with the job history and the star ratings, which we give the service buyer visibility into of that technician asking for. um, The counter offer uh, the service buyer goes ahead and assigns the job to that particular technician, so there are different aspects of negotiation, including the hourly rate the basis of the pay and uh, the schedule itself.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we talked about that, because uh, I think that kind of detail might be very, very interesting to, say, technicians that uh, perhaps would, will be listening to this podcast to know how it works. Um, and it's, it's really nice to know that they have some flexibility in determining whether or not they want to do the job for the, for the rate that's proposed and determining whether or not they can do the job according to the schedule that is demanded as well. So thanks for sharing that detail.
2: uh, Towards that, you know, field services is a very high variety market, and there are several things that can impact hourly rates as well, like including travel, including expenses. There is also room in the counter offering and negotiations process that I just went through in the uh, platform itself um, on the mobile um, app at the technician side and also on the platform at at the service buyer side to negotiate together in relationship with any aspects of the work order that relate to expenses, that relate to travel, that relate to materials purchased, all these are, are also areas where the where the technician can go back and negotiate. There are other areas that that enrich that negotiation process where, for example, the technician can be allowed, based on the work order, to go to a survey and then come back and say that based on that survey, I see that uh, the, the scope needs to be changed into this a uh, new um, broader level scope, or or add more mm-hmm. sophistication on, on what's required, and on, on basis of which the negotiation can continue until they settle on a certain price, but based on the survey that that is done.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. Good point as well. Um, can you just briefly talk about how the billing and the payment is handled? Because you said, Field You said at the beginning, Field Nation takes care of everything. Can you yeah. just briefly describe how that works?
2: Totally. Um, there, there are multiple ways of um, handling how we do the payment on the on the platform, but um, but but the, the the mainstream way of it is is basically um, money that is held in escrow from the buyer side. So the buyer has to put some some um, advance money that covers the number of forequarters that they're, they're doing at a certain period of time. Uh, we do mm-hmm. handle terms as well in some cases. So they, if they if they're not going to advance the money, they have to engage with Feed Nation on a certain agreement that relates to um, how, on on what kind of basis of terms they're going to pay. Are they going to pay on uh, net seven, net fifteen, or or, or other terms? Yep. Um, but then once they engage with the platform on on this contract and whether it is on basis of terms or or on basis of um, advancing the, the money, then we put this money in an escrow account and based on the negotiation process that I just went through, there is a settled price or, or, or work order value that includes detail that is related to the hourly rates, uh, the labor component mm-hmm. of it, the expenses component of it. And then once mm-hmm. the work is done, the buyer has to approve the work based on the quality of the deliverables that the technician loads into uh, the work order. So one very important component of the payment process is the buyer being satisfied, the service buyer being satisfied satisfied by the, by the job that the technician done. And the way to review this satisfaction is that the technician typically uploads deliverables into the work order. These deliverables are typically pictures or proof of service that shows mm-hmm. uh, what they did. Uh, and they're part of the scope of the work that the buyer is asking for. Once the buyer reviews mm-hmm. these deliverables and approves the work order, uh, then the technician gets paid on the platform um, um, directly, and we funnel the payment to the technician account uh, directly. So it's very interesting. Again,
0: for the technicians, they don't have to worry about collecting payment from the customer. They're Absolutely. getting they're they're getting paid automatically and on a timely basis. I presume by they Field Nation effect. once the work is complete.
2: Mm-hmm. in fact I'm glad you brought this point because one of the mm-hmm. big values that we we'll bring to the technicians um, is that negotiation process up front that that you um that, that you that we just talked about um gives mm-hmm. both sides some kind of uh some kind of a um documented chronicle if you will that they can always go back to or refer to when it comes to payment process so there is a proof of of that. But also most importantly, the technicians love Field Nation not only because of the timely pay, but because of how secure that pay is. Uh, they don't need to handle anything with the buyer side. We we handle it all and, and we make sure that they get paid time timely and um that confidently that's actually going, going to happen. They don't need to handle anything about that. So we act almost like partners for both both sides, if you will.
0: Sure. Yeah. So for for uh, independent technicians, people that are working in the, in the gig economy today, this is uh, could be very very attractive. It really relieves them of a pretty significant burden in terms of billing and collecting. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's great. Yeah, I can I can see where this would be very very attractive to uh, technicians that want to have some independence. So Absolutely. yeah, thanks for all that definition. Uh, a couple more things I want to ask you as well. Um, this is a really s- simple question. Why would a company want to use Field Nation? What would you tell them?
2: I, I don't know if that's uh, it's a simple question at the surface <laughs> of it, but there's a lot of detail as well. So why would a company mm-hmm. want to use Field Nation? I would tell them that we are um, for you a very um, fast propeller or accelerator for growth. Um, mm-hmm. And the way that works is that uh, in today's world, Hey, you service companies out there in today's world, it's very rare to see an industry that is relying predominantly on fixed fixed assets or resources. Every other industry is variabilizing its resources or assets. If you look at the airline industry, nobody buys their airplanes any longer. They are actually renting these aeroplanes from, from the big um, big, big mm-hmm. uh, manufacturers. Manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Like like Boeing and, and Airbus. If you look at retail, mm-hmm. they even stop buying their own merchandise any longer. Vendors actually go uh, fill or replenish the shelves with the merchandise until it gets sold and then they pay for it. So why do you need to use Field Nation? Because it gives you access to Uh, tens of thousands of technicians that can help you grow very quickly because you're going to have nationwide coverage that you can never get with uh, fixed resources. If you want to get that nationwide coverage with fixed resources, you would have to hire an army of W-2s, and that's not the best way to grow, in our opinion. We really think Mm -hmm. that the best way to grow is to rely on variable resources because that will uh, take your, your balance sheet into a very lean and um, very um, healthy balance sheet, um, one that is not one that does not or one that is not loaded with with fixed assets. Um, we believe, and, and this is for companies small and large, that um, that then when 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 a field services company has a balance sheet or a PNL, if you will, that is really loaded with fixed assets, they they have hard time competing. In fact. Um, a, a lot of companies think that uh, that the way to compete is by improving their services and products only. Yes, this is one way to compete, but um, a, a more important way to compete is by making sure that your that your PNL and and um, and balance sheet is lean enough to enable you to grow. It means that you have enough cash. It means that you have enough variable part of it. Uh, it is not really loaded by a lot of fixed assets. So what we do for you. Mm-hmm we really make sure that you have enough um, cash to grow, enough room to grow. We save you 30 to 40 to sometimes even 50% of a typical fixed labor um, uh, model where it's typically uh, loaded with travel. It's typically loaded with benefits. Um, The the work on field nation gets done on a much leaner hourly rate because we are uh, a hyper-local platform. With, uh, with without, uh, without travel, so travel is not a factor here. And also for field services companies that have fixed um, model, typically the model is loaded with underutilization. So what we call the fully burdened hourly rate for field services companies, um, um, we, t- we typically can save at least like 30 to all the way sometimes 50% of it. So cost savings is huge, but also the variability of the model that enables you to grow to grow very fast and very quick and the coverage that we bring to you across the nation that can make you all of a sudden a nationwide uh, player as opposed to a regional player. So um, I apologize if this is a very long answer, but to give it to you in few short um, sentences, number one, we're gonna offer you with coverage that makes you a nationwide player, not a regional player. We're going to propel your way through growth because we're gonna make you, we're gonna give you variable resources that can flex up and down with you. You don't have to load your PL with fixed assets, um, and we're going to remove the underutilization and the, and and the, and the travel components from your field services costs, and and that will will, will really uh, empower you um, uh, to have to have a much leaner uh, financial statement. So um, I hope that that answers your question. Yeah, it does, and it just you know a couple of things really
0: stand out to me. One is that. Um, uh, Field Nation allows companies to scale not only up but to scale down. So, yeah. uh, in in a hard in hard times such as the you know unfortunate recent uh, COVID pandemic, when companies needed to um, scale down their resources, if they're using Field Nation, that's easy for them to do. So they don't have to be worried so much about laying off full time W two employees if they're working with. Uh, contract employees so to speak such as the people that you work with and, and then, then on the other right. hand as soon as they're ready to scale back up it's yeah. easy to easier to scale back up you don't have to go higher and train because there's already a pool of skilled trained technicians available to them sure, and then the other good thing good. that i wanted to mention yeah and, and the only other thing have, i was I'm gonna sorry, say go is that it helps you reduce uh helps you reduce the overhead and administrative uh, burden overhead and administrative. Uh, costs as well, so
2: totally, and and that comes in yeah. by giving them an immediate access to really a very right. large pool of technicians that is typically not easily available through through the W two model.
0: Yeah, well, I know there's something that you're very very proud of, uh, and that is the amount of data that Field Nation collects through its thousands and thousands of technicians, and uh, I presume also thousands of clients. Can you talk about a little bit about the kind of data that you collect and, and how it's used and how important it is not only to your company, but to the field service ecosystem in general and specifically uh, how do you use that data to go back to your customers with suggestions and recommendations?
2: Totally. Um, we, we are um, a platform that connects um, technici- technicians to service service buyers and, and by the virtue of running millions of work orders. And every one of these work orders or jobs collects um, hundreds, if, if, if not thousands, data, thousand data points. Um, by definition, then we become like a big data platform with a lot of data points mm-hmm. that we can take back to our um, customer and 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 provider ecosystem in general, and provide them with very powerful insights about um, how to how to um, take make better decisions across a multitude of areas. One of the very um, table stakes areas that that the data helps us with is provide our customers with insight about how to choose the best technician for a certain job. Um, one project that uh, we engaged into um, like 18 months ago that, that we, we went to the market with that was really a, a big impact, uh, one is take our uh, take our um, uh, skill, skills uh, on the platform and dig deeper into a hierarchy of skills. So from very high-level skills of cabling and networking, we took this way deeper into what OEMs were the, the, hap- the, the job is happening that uh, the job is happening for, the kind of uh, locations that the job and location types the job is, is happening at, and the uh, specifics of the skill itself, whether it's not only like networking, it's a wireless access point so our as access point survey. So the specifics of the job, taking this data back to our community of service buyers gave them a lot more power to sift through all the job requests and see what technician would do the best for the particular job required. So we went into another level of granularity to provide mm-hmm. them with much more powerful data to select the technician on business of. Um, they require, or they need that data to, for example, know that this technician Was able to stretch cable in a big box retail environment, so they're going to be able to do a good job with that. So providing them with a second and third deeper level of granularity about the specifics of the technician uh, skills really took their uh, their their um, took the match into a much more powerful level. So that was one of the areas um, of the data that uh, data. Um, um, algorithmic data match um, enrichment that we're very very proud of. Um, Other areas of data that are of huge power for us and and, um, that we go back to our uh, customer community to help them with is as they are um, taking their sales game into the next level, they need help uh, learning a lot more about what kind of pricing that they can go back and bid on so that they don't erode their margin and they also uh, price competitively. So by the virtue of having millions of work orders running through our platform across a broad variety of skills, we know what kind of hourly rates would a certain type of project cost labor wise. And we even have some data on the expenses, including materials and, and, and in some cases, um, um, other other expenses like uh, travel, when applicable, even though travel is, is is not a main component, but even if it is applicable, we have data on that, so we can always go back to to customers with with data, help them um, enable and empower their sales organization, uh, arrive at mm-hmm. what is the best bidding price that they can take back to their customer to their inclines, uh, to bid competitively and, and win a deal. Um, what kind of coverage that they would get as well is something that we help uh, them with and um, not only coverage as in terms of the numbers of technicians that are in a certain region that can serve a certain skill um, but also goes all the way to like what kind of um, what what kind of um, um, what what kind of knowledge or expertise that technician has in that particular location so if the if the project is um let's say, upgrade 15,000 or 10,000 outdoor menu boards across the nation uh, and that requires a technician with a specific skill we went down at the level at the data level to bring back granularity to help the customer know what kind of coverage that we'll have what kind of pricing that we can we can help them with to go back again to their end clients and give them very uh, powerful um, and 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 empowering data on on winning the deal at the right price and the right coverage.
0: So it seems to me like the, the power of Field Nation is not just that you can help customers resolve problems quickly and, and uh, you know, with the right skills. But you can also provide your customers with a whole bunch of data that you gather through that process that helps them pinpoint trends, either negative or positive, and take action based upon uh, the trends that the data is, is presenting to them. And it actually, the data actually helps them make. So you're not only helping them fix things, get things fixed, you're helping them run their business, right? Um, Yeah. So that's pretty powerful. powerful. That's a pretty powerful argument, seems to me. So hats off to you guys. Um, And uh, I, I think that your customers probably are benefiting significantly from everything that you're doing. So, I want to. We're, we're running up on the uh, up, up, up about 30 minutes. Just very, very quickly, if you could, is there anything coming up in Field Nation? Any big event or announcements or any, any, um, anything that you would like to talk about or, or announce, so to speak?
2: Um, I, I think one of the areas that we're, we're really um, busy thinking about is how we can help the, the, the field service ecosystem. Um, and during uncertainty uncertainty times. And so um, by the virtue of this powerful data that you just went through, Michael, um, we, we have a lot of data that can give us insights about what trends are happening in the market. And also not mm-hmm. only that, we've been in the market long enough to witness multiple cycles uh, to see mm-hmm. what would happen during uncertainty times and, and and how the market will shape itself in the future. So, in the next six to 12 months, uh, one of the things that I'm very excited about is us working closely with our customer community in helping them navigate on certain times by digging deeper into the different segments of the market and helping them or providing them with some uh, key insights into what segments are growing, what segments might be uh, seeing shifts in technology, spend priorities uh, that can help them um, navigate that with their um With their sales teams and with their end clients to see what they can do uh, more to grow with them, what areas to to reduce the spend into because these might be Mm -hmm. um, areas that are not growing. So basically working with our customer community, um, ushering them using data and insights from our platform uh, during this uncertain time. Yeah, once again, uh, a dual
0: dual benefits, so to speak, uh, not only helping customers yeah. resolve problems with equipment, but also providing them with information that helps them improve their, their business operations. So, well, we're, we're at the end of the time that we've allotted. So I, once again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to participate with us in this podcast and for the information that you provided. I found it very, very interesting. I learned some things about Field Nation today that I didn't previously know. And I'm very pleased to have had the opportunity to speak with you. Same here, Michael. Thank you so much for listening. You bet. Eric, back to you, please.
1: Absolutely, Michael and Wl Thank you so much. This is a lot of great information. Uh, learned a lot more about Field Nation in addition to that last podcast as well, Michael, that you did. So thank you both for that. Mm-hmm. And of course, our last thank you goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Zuper FM Field Service Your Way with Michael Israel. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. But well, we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Zuper FM, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Zuper FM, field service your way. Insightful discussions and advice that help you position your field service operations as a powerful force in building enduring customer loyalty. And remember this, when you deliver excellent service to your customers, you're also facilitating their ability to provide superior service to their customers, which strengthens brand loyalty among their customer base as well. Thanks again. Please join us next time.